1: Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
0: You're listening to the Upper Hand
2: Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Alright, week eleven. Uh, let's go into uh, our title rankings for week eleven. Travis Kelsey at number one. Mark Andrews at number two. We don't know uh, like if Mark Andrews is going to play straight up. Like he's got yeah. limited practices in, practices in, but it's been like super mysterious around like with the way he's been practicing. So. You know, if he doesn't play, just slide in Isaiah Likely. I know Isaiah Likely didn't have, like, the best game the last time Andrews missed, but it was against the Saints. Tough matchup. He still caught a tight end. He still caught a touchdown, though. So, Mm -hmm. still very viable. (laughs) And Zach would play over him over TJ Hawkinson, who I have at number three here.
1: Yeah, that's what I I would do personally. But that's just me. Because I I think Isaiah Likely is that talent. You know, like I said, I call him the tight end handcuff for a reason. Um I think he could slide in and have a nice – I think he's a higher upside than TJ Hawkinson because there's a bunch of other weapons. You know, Dalvin Cook could have a big day. Dallas' defense has been vulnerable against the run. Justin Jefferson's a monster. We just saw Christian Watson destroy uh, the rookie backup for Dallas because they don't have anybody else to start. They're thin at the corner. Um, so TJ Hawkinson, he could, have, he could have a good day, but I think, you know, Isaiah Likely's upside would be a little bit higher if he played. Um, it's funny because he caught one pass last week, Isaiah Likely. He yeah. finishes a tight end nine on the week. <laughs> It's a tight end one <laughs> performance on one catch. That tells you what you need to know so about this sad. tight end landscape. It's bad. So, like, I to say that it's like, if it might seem a little aggressive to say just put Isaiah Likely right where Mark Andrews was, but if Travis Kelsey's a tight end one, Mark Andrews probably be the tight end two. Um, and if he doesn't play Isaiah Likely, you know, he's going to finish right in that range if he gets more than one catch, I think.
2: I hear that, man. Okay, so Hawkinson at three, because he's been getting the target share ever since he landed in Minnesota. Uh, They're at home against Dallas. I I still think he's going to get the targets. Uh, George Kittle at Arizona. This is a really, really good matchup for tight ends. So, you know, Kittle is obviously in your lineup. Uh, Dalton Schultz against Minnesota. He's gotten the targets, you know, last week out of the bye, getting the targets, uh, you know, right behind CeeDee Lamb. So, against Minnesota, I feel like he could have a big game.
1: Yeah, Dalton Schultz and... This is all you need to know. You Just the only question you have to ask when you're saying, "Should I start Dalton Schultz?" Is is Dak Prescott playing? If <laughs> yes, you're starting him. If not, you don't. Like that's just how it goes. Because he had I a
2: can't... 23% target share last week, so yeah,
1: pretty pretty legit. And that was with Ceedee Lamb, you know, having yeah. a huge game too. So mm-hmm. it's clearly Ceedee Lamb and then Dalton Schultz in that order, the pecking order, you know, as far as where targets are going um, in the Cowboys' offense.
2: So, and, and I don't know if it was just me, but it, he looked better. Like he looked a little healthier last week than he did the weeks before. Like the weeks a before, he looked like he was an old man
1: hobbling like on the field. Jason Witten, yeah, he was giving me a at little, the end of his career type of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, and <laughs> he looks better. The th- yeah, the thing about Dalton Schultz is he doesn't do much outside. You know, the catch after the catch, he catches it and kind of sits down. One of his the staple route that they run with Dalton Schultz is seven yards and turnaround, just right in the middle <laughs> of the field, and Dak hits that three or four times a game. So yeah, he he has a nice floor, especially with the tight end position the way it is.
2: Pat Frymouth got a huge target share uh, in his first game without Chase Claypool. So continue to start him, you know, as one as your, one of your every week tight ends. Um, Cole Komet at Atlanta, you know, he's caught five touchdowns in the last three weeks. Uh, you know, let's see if he continues. Uh, yeah. If you had to bet on him scoring this week, and, you know, it's funny. The way I look at it, it's like, well, if a player scored a ton over the last couple of weeks, like the the odds are that he's not going to score. Yeah. This week. Right. So it's like like I always think about it from like a, a math perspective and like a statistic statistical perspective. Yeah. Um, but you gotta keep rolling with him, right?
1: Yep. You have to. And just the way that Justin Fields is playing, it's not just, you know, Cole Komet, it's not he's not like he just had one good week and that's it. He's had a couple of good weeks, and Justin Fields is looking for him in the end zone, you know, and that's what you want. And with Justin Fields doing his thing, you can't you know, not start him. And that's why Darnell Mooney, I think is a little bit higher in the rankings too. As long as Justin Fields playing the way he is, you know, there's going to be good quality targets going around. Um, and Cole Komet, you know, and we keep going back to this. You can say every single time uh, as once you get out of this top 10 range, it's really bad. But the tight end landscape is barren. And if you're going to start somebody, you know, Cole Komet, you want to go for upside? It, you, it's one thing to say statistically, it's not going to continue these touchdowns. But then it's also like, you know, would you bet on the touchdowns not continuing? or just relatively decent production continuing for Cole Komet. I- I'd take relatively decent production, and that's why he's ranked at 7-4.
2: <laughs> he had a 100% of the end zone targets last week, uh, 33% of them the week before, and then 50% of those end zone targets the week before that. So Justin Fields is definitely looking at him in the end zone for sure. Yeah. Um, Gerald Everett against KC, I-, I think I would have ranked Everett a little bit higher, maybe above Komet, maybe above Friermuth, Actually, I don't know Well, no. because of the matchup against Casey. The only reason why I didn't honestly is because he's a little bit banged up right now mm-hmm. um, and he's been limited in practice. So he's not a hundred percent. I don't know how much he's going to play in this game. So he's a little bit iffy to me this week. Um, if you don't want to take any risks, I might start Greg Dulcich who I have at number nine over him this week yeah. without Jerry Judy.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Gerald Everett. I wasn't exactly sure. I have him in a league or two and I'm not starting him this week. So um, who who are you starting over him? Who am I this starting course. over him? Well, as punishment for taking Kyle Pitts, I saw this. Somebody put, posted <laughs> this. As someone, I forget who said it. I took Kyle Pitts, so as punishment, I'm starting him every week. I'm starting Kyle Pitts <laughs> over him. But um, you know, I, I I think Greg Dulcich I'd start over him this week. Maybe even Tyler Higby, just because Cooper Cup's out. I, I wonder what his targets share is going to yeah, look like. Yeah, I'm
2: very curious to, to to see what that looks like. I have Dulcich and Higby in in the lead that we're in together. Um, I have both of them, and I'm trying to figure out, A, who to start this week, and B, who is going to be my guy moving forward, right? If I'm going to depend on one guy, who is that going to be? And I'm really, you know, with Higby, you know, he got the targets last week, and that's great, but it's because he was targeted at a very high rate per route run. His route participation still isn't where you want it to be. It was at 59% in Week 10, and then 61% in Week 9, which is not good. Like, you want it to be 80% or higher. Uh, for sustainability. And for those, he he was targeted on 31% of his routes last week, and he was targeted at 40% of his routes like two weeks ago, but only 39% route participation. So, like, when he's running routes, he is going to be targeted. However, will he be targeted? Will he be running routes? That's my only question. And, you know, I guess the assumption can be with Cooper Cup out that he's going to be dependent on in the pass game.
1: Yeah. They're going to have to cater to Cooper Cup beating – being out. And that, yeah. Tyler yeah, Higby, you know, money. Matthew Stafford, if he's playing this week, which he should, right? I, th- I think he's supposed to play this week.
2: Yeah, he, he he's ready to play. He's good. He's. Mat- I, I think he's out of the concussion protocol.
1: Yeah. Matthew Stafford has looked to Tyler Higby, you know, in the past. He's inflated his target numbers um, a lot this season. Earlier in the, per- in the first five weeks, he went 11, 9, 4, 14, 10 targets. So, you know, he'll have yeah. volume, I think, with I Cooper th- Cup out. Uh, that only solidifies it, I think.
2: Yeah, it's a tough matchup in New Orleans. Uh, they they've been holding tight ends down pretty well, but the way Higby runs routes, it's a little bit different. Like he's he he gets screens, like he gets targeted near the line of scrimmage. He gets screens
1: a lot. I did know that. A lot. That. You're right. Yeah, yeah and um, he of- you know, he,
2: he it's not like he's running routes like down the middle all the time where he's being targeted. That's not really how they use him uh, yeah. a whole lot. So not really overvaluing that matchup too much. The, like the difficulty of that matchup too much.
1: Sure.
2: I got Kyle Pitts at number eleven here. Um, who are you playing Kyle Pitts over, who I have in the first slot here?
1: I don't think I would anyway. I'm forcing myself to start Kyle Pitts over Gerald Everett just because of the injury. I'm not sure if it's going to be good enough. So that's what I would do. But this is crapshoot range, and it's funny because Kyle Pitts is the beginning of crapshoot range. Um, (laughs) It's just bad at this point.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, David Njoku might be back this week. He's been practicing, and he's been talking about coming back. And I, I, I would, if he comes back, like I'm okay starting him even against Buffalo. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy starting him, you know, I'm happy getting him back, especially given the tight end wasteland that we've been dealing with here.
1: Yeah. 100%. David remember Murphy, he's one of the most athletic tight ends. So and remember okay. like he was
2: getting it done for you right early yep. on the season. Like he was one of the top five or six tight ends getting it done every single week. Um, Foster Moreau, decent matchup against Denver. Denver, you know, does defend wide receivers really well, but they don't defend tight ends very well. So Moreau can have a good game. His route participation is like ridiculous. He's been running a route on 91%, 88%, and 95% of dropbacks over the last three weeks. Unfortunately, that hasn't amounted like a whole lot of production, no. but he caught a couple touchdowns and, you know, he could do that for you. So he's viable, I would say. And yeah, I think that's about it after this. Well, no. Robert Tunyon, I had him. I like the matchup. That didn't work out so well. But Trey McBride mm-hmm. against San Francisco, this is a tough matchup for him in his first game. However, the the, the Cardinals do run a lot of routes. Who knows if they're going to have Kyle Murray? That's the other thing. Yeah. Um, the I'm sorry, the Cardinals do <laughs> Yes, the Cardinals run a lot of routes, but I meant they run a lot of pass plays, and they run a, a lot of plays in general. So that's why I like McBride going forward rest of the season. But this week might be a little bit tough.
1: Yeah. Don't evaluate Trey McBride's performance this week because like I said it's against San Francisco and they might not have their quarterback. They might have their second string quarterback, you know, they should probably have one of them. I'm willing to bet, but um it, it it's just not looking like it's going to pan out for McBride this week. Um especially with, you know, Rondo Moore's going to be in that offense. James Conner might get a heavier dose. Um they might just ease him in. You know, Zach Ertz, he's been a middle of the pack fantasy tight end, you know, but that's pretty much all you can ask for in terms of middle of the pack in terms of production. He's not like, you know, huge production, but he's had, he's had a nice floor for you. Um, but um, you you can't judge Trey McBride. You can't expect him to fill those shoes that quickly, um, especially against a good defense.
2: And we got Hayden Hurst here at number 16. Would you play Hayden Hurst over McBride?
1: That's a decision I'm making right now in our league. And I think oh, I am. Just given yeah. the circumstances surrounding Trey McBride, Hayden Hurst, I think I'd start him, especially with Jamar Chase out. Um, he might have a little bit more upside than he would with Jamar Chase in. You know, there's still – he would be be benefiting from that this week. So I I would start Hayden Hurst.
2: Um, And then Tyler Conklin, you know, with him, it's a little weird because the Jets, you know, we don't know how – Zabby in the comments is asking, what is Goddard's injury status? He's on IR right now, so he's not going to play for a while. Um, But Tyler Conklin, his rap participation actually went up recently. Um, I don't know what they're going to do out of the bye. That's my only concern with him. But Mm -hmm. in the last three weeks, 76%, 72%, 79% route participation, which is great, and he's been getting targeted. However, that's also coincided with the Rondell Moore doghouse situation. So I'm sorry, Elijah Moore doghouse situation. So if Elijah Moore comes back in and he started playing the slot and they go a lot more 11 personnel, I'm not sure if if they're going to be running a lot of routes with – if if they're going to be allowing – Conklin to run a lot of routes.
1: Do you think the Elijah Mork doghouse situation is going to be over? I, I think it's just by
2: the way, easy. by the way, Zach, like I'm barely making out of this podcast. Like, like as soon as the <laughs> podcast is over, like I'm going to be like, you know, like just
1: Sleep just like
2: wiping the at. sweat off my face. Like, whew, we it's made sweat
1: it sweat on your brow. Whew, we did anyway. It. <laughs> maybe we just give him the rundown on these last few guys because you know, probably not a lot of people are making these. That's decisions. it, really.
2: Taysom Hill at 18. Who knows what's happening with him? Uh, maybe you know, given the quarterback situations, maybe he he comes in more right and plays a little bit more maybe in, in the red zone packages who knows and then Dawson Knox and Juwan Johnson are my last two guys here and that's it that's it we did it we made we it we did it Zach um we got 20 I'm, seconds to keep it under an hour <laughs> let's go uh we're going to uh I'm gonna be going live on Sunday morning you know answering a ton of start sick questions uh starting at 10 30 eastern time over on Instagram I'll be going with live with Lord Don't Lose Lawrence Jackson, who is on uh, NBC Sports with Matthew Berry on Wednesdays. Uh, check out Lawrence there. Uh, but also, we're going to be going live with Uncovered NFL at 11. Uh, it was a big Instagram NFL account on it. Big NFL right. Instagram account. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And then Catch, catch the Blitz uh, at 1130. You got to check them out. And then at noon, going live with a bunch of other Instagram accounts, Fantasy Football Instagram accounts. So we have plenty of opportunity to to do that and answer all your questions. Uh, If you want the full set of rankings, they're going to be up later today uh, on my Patreon. Just click the link in the description of either the YouTube or the podcast description, and you'll see it there. And, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, Appreciate you dealing with us, dealing with me during this particular (laughs) episode. And thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Have a great weekend, and uh, I'll see you on Sunday. See you guys later.
0: Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.